All right, it's uh, Monday, August 30th, 2021. It's the end of August already. Done. It's over. Eighth month of 2021. Done and gone and in the books, basically. Well, yeah, you got one more day, I know. But uh, still, I can't believe that this... Uh, it's over. <laughs> and certainly, schools have started because as it was today, uh, I had the offer to uh, buy some popcorn from two of the uh, compound kids not that they're compound children, is that uh, they're from the compound I live on. Uh, and so they, uh, I didn't buy any only because uh, I was running at the time and they felt that was the best time to ask me if uh, I wanted to buy popcorn. No idea how much it costs, uh, although I'm sure they're not going to take cash and it's going to be like uh, WeChat or Alipay. Um, QR code scanning sort of thing, which I get this must be a big thing now in North America as I just read an article about uh, how it's become so ubiquitous around uh, at least the United States I'm not sure if in Canada it's as big of a deal but in China I mean like this QR codes are used for everything um, it's just way of life here basically and I, I understand why the government or like why why a government and I don't know why North American governments aren't doing this it cuts down the, on the amount of cash you have to print or and coinage and things like that. I mean, if everyone's using their... Uh, I guess we have credit cards. That's sort of what happened instead. Is that Instead of QR codes in North America, we had easy access to credit cards, which is a different line of credit, basically, because then it's like you can spend much more than you earn, whereas with a Q-card, a QR code, you're still only restricted to however much cash is actually in your uh, your bank account. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I guess they would just take uh, QR code scanning and not cash. I'm not sure if I'd give them cash. What are they going to do with it? What would they do with it? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, deload week, I guess, it's going to have to be. Uh, as I was, These Mondays, coming off the weekend, it's one of these things where, uh, you know, it's the start of the work week for most people. Uh, for me, I don't work Mondays anymore, mostly because uh, there was such irregularity in with where it was happening. And especially if I don't work on Mondays and I can have a day to get things done that need to be done in Beijing and can't be done elsewhere, which can happen, like especially if we uh, travel a lot for work, what will happen is that, you know, there used to be weeks where I would uh, get sent out on Sunday night, basically, wouldn't come back until Friday night, and then after that, it's like, well, how am I going to go to the bank? Or I mean, the banks are open pretty much every day anyway, um, usually on to Saturdays. But there's other things that aren't open on Saturdays. Uh, although I'm kind of grasping at straws, what's not open on Saturdays in Beijing? <laughs> Let's face it: after a six-day or a five-day or six-day work week with travel involved, coming home on Saturday. I don't want to go do all the little things I have to do um, that, you know, are just like regular living things, right? So um, that's why I started basically taking off Mondays instead of uh, working the full full smorgasbord. But that being said, going into September, October, we're looking at a lower, uh, um, I guess, workload. Not just because of lower numbers, like um, not as many people are going overseas, uh, but uh, I guess the variant, I mean, they, they've closed down. I just heard that they closed down one of the ports because of one of the cases, which kind of, oh man, this question was bothering me today. It's like, why was the 
coronavirus all of a sudden so important to shut down like everything? I don't get it. I mean, why wasn't it something else? Why was why all of a sudden this one and not any of the, any of the other viruses that have plagued the world in the last I don't know twenty years? I don't get it. Anyway, so that, that was one of the thoughts that I was having. Anyway, deload week because I didn't really feel like doing much uh, of. Uh, a workout, so I did body weight workout with my normal um, regimen. Basically, I started at 100 uh, and uh, worked my way down 100, 90, 80, and there's a different variation of things that I do. The other thing that I try to do on Mondays, actually, I'm really excited about this now because I've never been able to do them before, is uh, double unders. So that's where you uh, do two skips and one, uh, like two, two skips and one jump, and it's popular in the CrossFit circle. So uh, I've finally been able to do it. And I mean, I can't do very many of them in a row, but wow, they get the heart rate up. And you know, you throw that in there for a couple minutes. I do. I did 12 minutes today uh, of trying to do double unders, and that, that gets you. So uh, it's good stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, so this week I think I'll take it a little bit easier. This follows like last week when I did 82 miles on the bike or 120 kilometers on the bike uh, over three days, plus my regular Saturday workout, which I did. And that sort of that put me down basically Saturday night. I was I was I think I was in bed by 9 p.m. or something like that. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I've never done deload. I don't really do deload weeks. Um, I just kind of go with whatever I uh, normally feel like doing. Uh, although I do keep my workouts pretty consistent. Like I just because I don't like thinking about it. I like to have something worked out or something uh, structured and scheduled but that will be challenging enough that I can build it up over time rather than always changing exercises and stuff like that. Like I look on Instagram, there's always like all these trainers, uh, all these people are training. They, got, they have a thousand different exercises they're doing. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do one on Monday, a different set on Wednesday, Wednesday, and another one on Friday or Saturday. I mean, that, that's it. I'm not going to complicate things here um, that, uh, you know, by having to figure out how to do this movement or make sure my form is correct on this one. I just want to work on, you know, very few things. Now, that to be said, all of my workouts are, like I guess you'd call them, uh, they're not compound. They're high intensity, typically, uh, but there's also like eight or nine of them thrown in together. So it is quite a few all at once, but it's the same type of workout every every week on a Monday, every week on a Wednesday, every work, every week on a Friday. Uh, that much doesn't change because I don't want to think about it. I just want to be able to go, okay, today's Wednesday. This is what I'm going to do. Today's Friday. That's what I'm going to do, right? It, it takes the thinking out of it. Same, same with eating. I mean, I want to take the, the hard work of like thinking about what I'm actually going to eat and just go eat whatever I can, basically. So I make my, my choices very few and far between, basically. Um, didn't get much Chinese done today, but mo, mace, mo, mo, mostly and mainly because this morning I spent the time looking at the HSK5 word list. Uh, and so I've been reviewing the characters using the Memrise application on my phone. That's been good. Now, with that, at some point... I'm going to have to, I mean, I'm going to have to work on the HSK5 grammar, which is very important. Um, but I have to actually make sure I know those, those characters very well going into the test. And so my, my teacher today asked me, what, when are you planning to actually do this test? And, and given my, 
my current rate of progress, it looks like February would probably be the easiest or the earliest time that I'd feel the most confident in getting it done without like without failing because I don't want to take it like three or four times and then have to you know pay for it a bunch of times or uh, you know even take the time to, to do it that many times I want to do it once and then done so if it means I have to spend another couple months preparing then that's what I'm going to do uh, so that's the focus. I know that I want to have it done by the end of the year. I want to have the books done by the end of last year, and I never did. Um, but, I mean, I was working on other things. I've mentioned this before, where uh, there, there really is a difference in going from being a language student to a, a language user. And uh, mostly over the last year or so, I've been trying to work on ways of uh, becoming more of a language user rather than just a student of the language. Now, a student of the language is, is where your testing comes into place, but uh, the, a user of the language is like, are you able to communicate with people uh, and then like not just spoken? Are you able to read notices, like interact with uh, the world around you in some way? Um, and I've thrown in, am I able to write in that? Uh, with the language. So that's uh, those are the big focuses that I see uh, with my, my language. Not just Chinese, also with Russian. Although with Russian, I mean, I really don't have anywhere to immediately practice it other than with the books or the movies or like, uh, like the online community. But uh, it's, it's not as necessary as learning Chinese is, basically. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, basically what I was looking at this morning. As a result, didn't get as much time with uh, like using the language, but I'm looking at the test. It's a two-hour test. How do you even do practice tests? And I did. I have a couple of uh, practice books now, uh, like the old uh, booklets from previous tests. So they, I mean, all standardized tests do this. They, I guess, to monetize it, they uh, basically release pr uh, previous years versions in booklet format so you can buy them and go through them and see what the test is like and what other students have gone through basically uh, I'm looking at it it's not as intimidating as it used to be I looked at some of the texts I can recognize a lot of the characters now would I be able to translate it accurately that would be the, the big question would I be able to understand not just the text what the question asks, and then what my choices are for the answers, which all sounds like, you know, duh. <laughs> of course, that's what the whole testing purpose is. But if you understand all the characters, now it's about making sure that you're actually able to translate them in a way that you can then function in that language, which, I mean, is just a complicated way of saying, like, do you actually understand what's being said and what's required of you? I know what's required of me, but do you actually know what's going on? <laughs> so that's the easy way of putting it. Um, new video up on YouTube, finally got that up. I was going to soundtrack uh, on my own with this one. I did a bit of a test run uh, using the various programs I have, GarageBand, Logic, um, and it didn't work out the way I wanted it uh, to, so I just used some uh, stock music from uh, Final Cut Pro. You can check that out on YouTube as well. Uh, it runs about two minutes. It's from my bike rides last week. Um, now I also have two more that I'm going to put up. They're the same thing. The reason why I'm putting them up, um, I, I might create a sort of a, a compendium of them. Um, the ones I put up yesterday are the time lapses. And the ones I'm going to put up 
later on are the hyperlapses, and the difference is in the way that the GoPro records them. So the time lapse is just a photo every couple of seconds. The hyperlapse, it takes the whole recording and then decides how fast it should play back according to your specifications. So for mine, I was going to speed it up by 30 times. The result is that the hypersmooth is a lot smoother than the time-lapse. The time-lapse just takes a picture no matter what happens. Whereas the hyperlapse, um, hyperlapse actually smooths out everything and it looks, it's a lot more focused, it's a lot more uh, central, so it's a lot, you know, easier to watch than uh, the, the time-lapse, I think. You can focus on certain things, you can pick out things from the frame and go, oh, look at that, rather than the time-lapse where some of these things just, they blitz right by you. Uh, yeah, and some bad news. I hate to end with the bad news, but I mean, at the same time, there was also uh, some good news on the weekend. Uh, one of my nephews got baptized, which is great, but on the uh, sadder side of things, one of my uncles passed away. Uh, so, Vichnir uh, Pamyat, Uncle Ken, uh, he was a New Zealander, immigrant to Canada many, many, many years ago. I don't remember the story about how he ended up moving to Canada, if it was because of my aunt or not, uh, or there was other things involved, I have no idea. Uh, but he passed away in his 80s. Oh, goodness. don't even know the exact age. Um, he had a good life. He, they were able to travel. They were able to do a lot of things. Um, so, yeah, it was a, uh, sad to see him go, but he apparently he died very peacefully. Uh, last couple of months, health was a little bit deteriorating, and then he passed by or passed away with... Uh, family by his, uh, his side on the weekend and so that's that well anyway hope you guys are having a good start to your weekend good start to the uh, good end to the the summer and then hopefully uh the new school season is uh coming together for you guys already and that you aren't uh being surprised by too much in what's going on with the virus still ravaging all over the place all right guys well hope you guys are well take care and uh we'll talk again bye-bye Ugh, allergies. I don't know why. I don't know how. I have my suspicions. Uh, if you followed my blog a couple of years ago, I'm not sure if it was last year or two years ago, that I wrote a rather lengthy post about having allergies in Beijing. Uh, I've never had these attacks before, uh, allergic rhinitis, but um, it seems to happen here in Beijing. And I'm not sure if it's because of the compound I live in, uh, because of the pollution, although I don't remember it happening when I was living in Haidian district. It's only happened when I've been living in the uh, Chaoyang district. So what is causing it? I don't know. Uh, I suspect it's something that happens when the weather changes and specifically how that weather change affects my apartment. Now, whether it's like the, the dust accumulation or something else, I don't know, or the pollen, because uh, I have a lot of trees outside and I'm not sure if there's certain flowers or uh, not just flowers but like weeds or anything that grow at certain times of the year in Beijing uh, and so since I've never lived in this sort of area before I, I kind of I, I don't know exactly what's causing it. I remember looking up uh, allergens that are active in Beijing uh, that commonly active and one of one of them is ragweed but it seems like such a, a common allergen that I'm not even sure if it would be what's causing such issues for me. So thankfully it doesn't happen very often, um, but uh, I have noticed that I do have more allergy attacks here 
in Beijing than I have had in other places. I remember back in Canada, though, August was always the month that harvest would begin. And since in my hometown, it was surrounded by farms, all that dust that was getting um, sort of uh, pushed up, brought up, um, mixed up um, into the air, it would just go across my hometown. And that, and it was hay fever in, in Canada. I mean, that was simple enough, but... In Beijing, the farms aren't close enough to cause hay fever. I'm not gonna lie, so it's got to be something else. Um, yeah, but so that's what I've been suffering with. So, in, in case you wonder why my voice is a little bit different today, I do have some old allergy medicine. I'm not sure if this stuff sort of declines over time. Like I have Arius, uh, no more Claritin. Claritin's the uh, probably the better one, I think. Um, and yeah, there is some uh, over the counter. Chinese like a, a spray that I have as well that works as well it, it's but I mean the, you're spraying stuff up your nose and it's kind of gross more gross than me talking about it let's put it that way anyway so allergies are sort of um, taking hold right now and I, yes anyway so it's the end of August uh, I couldn't believe it though um, they said that the school season uh, the school semester starts tomorrow September 1st but I saw kids getting dropped off at the school today so i don't know like, are they getting dropped off and like they're locked up for the next year or something i don't know for the first semester uh but yeah so I, I, it's i guess they're back to uh back to school uh and it looks as if the private tuition industry is all it's not dead it's gotta change a little bit they are sort of uh changing their approach they're not going to be targeting basically they can't target core subjects anymore and what that means uh, anything that is being taught at elementary school like primary or secondary school they can't teach outside of regular class hours uh, or sorry they can't teach it they have to get a license to teach it they have to be approved licensed and have licensed teachers and everything teaching these subjects if they're going to teach anything that is uh, taught as a core subject at the schools. Now, this, you know, how do you get around this? Well, one word I heard bandied about was vocational. So instead of it being a core subject, you make it vocational, whereas you're making more of an effort to make things practical. So instead of teaching English per se, you'd be teaching, I don't know, humanities or programming or, I don't know, car repair but you do it in english covering those sorts of ideas so th that's one idea i heard bandied about not that i'm looking to get into it uh at all but uh yeah so that seems to be going around um going around now i guess with the uh, the start of the uh, school semester september looking pretty light october looking probably equally light uh i am looking to get out of town for a few, couple weeks i guess maybe not at the beginning of national day so Chinese National Day is uh, the first until well the seventh officially, but they usually uh, make it work so it's the first till the tenth. Uh, you usually have about ten days off uh, in a row. Now, depending on the company, um, they may or may not have work available for you. So, if you work October first, second, third, you have to get paid overtime, like time and a half, or I can't remember what it is. Um, most companies won't do it. Some companies will. 
Um, like Starbucks would do it, McDonald's would do it. They wouldn't care. I mean, they're going to see more business on those days than if they didn't, well, if they weren't open, right? But other companies, they'll shut down for October 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and then open up again October 4th. And although that October 4th is still considered a part of the national holiday, companies aren't obligated. It's not compulsory for them to take those days off. So you'll see companies starting to send their uh, people out to work October 4th on the morning, basically, or in the morning. Um, and then, yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll be working three days after, or like the day after the, uh, the the National Day sort of ends, basically, the morning after. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's coming up. And then I guess October's going to be a bit of a light month as well. Uh, I'll be out of town for a couple weeks, probably, hopefully. I just signed a new contract, so it looks like I'm gainfully employed for another year. Yay me. And I've also uh, finally remitted the first installment of my next contract for my apartment so yay me i have a place to live for the next three months uh <laughs> which i'm guessing a lot of people don't have to deal with these sorts of decisions and probably have other decisions to deal with but this is the sum this is an annual decision an annual uh concern i have i guess you'd say because you never know operational needs might change People's opinions might change. They might want to sell. They might want to move. They want might want to shrink or, you know, um, sh- shrink costs, basically. Who knows what could happen? So, that I mean, anyway, I'm secure for another year. I'm secure in the fact that, contractually speaking, I have a place to live and work. Now, whether or not it <laughs> plays out for another year, who knows? That's another question of being an expat. <laughs> All the joys of traveling, of working and traveling, right? Um, Other than that, yesterday night, I spent the evening taking my time, and I found, uh, I've mentioned this before, that I'm working on some Blender projects. So I'm learning this open source 3D modeling program called Blender. Uh, And last night, and I I bought a few courses on Udemy, and I've been following along with them, uh, and I think they're great. They do go a little bit fast sometimes, but to be fair, Blender overall and 3D modeling software, I mean, this could be anything, like uh, even if it's After Effects or Maya or Cinema 4D or any any sort of 3D uh, modeling program, I wouldn't have uh, a clue how to use because I've never used them before. So I've been working on those, and with this Blender one, Last night, I finally sat down and I did, I, I made my own little project. I, I made a well. Now, this well was pretty much a duplicate of what one of the, the tutors had shown, but I did it without referencing the video, which I'm quite proud of. All it was was basically a practice in duplicating the objects within the scene. So you start with a cube, you flatten that out to what looks like a brick, you make another brick, you create like a, a triad or a trio of bricks, and you copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, duplicate, duplicate, duplicate. You create your, your first layer of the well, then you stack, you duplicate that layer five times, and likewise you create some beams, so that's another cube. You um, ex- extend it or you shrink it, you scale it. Uh, and so it was practice basically duplicating objects and uh, scaling them to a, a certain size. And uh, I was actually kind of impressed that, I mean, it mostly looks like a well. I don't know if um, it would be a very effective well, but it was well enough done that I was like, hey, look at that. 
it actually looks like a well. You could use this in a book as like an ESL book. That would be like, hey, if you need to actually ever point out what a well looked like, that would do it. That would do the job. So yay me uh, a little bit a little bit of success with uh, the Blender project so far. Currently, I'm working on a, a set of dice uh, that I want to get done, uh, which is it's it's I mean a bit simpler, but uh, the methodology of the couple of different courses because I bought uh, courses from a few different people, um, and this one is a little bit uh, he's a bit more slow going. Uh, but uh, he focuses a lot more on environments, which is what we're going to get to uh, later on. So uh, it's kind of neat to uh, uh, take a look at that. I see him still sniffling. Um, other than that, this morning spent a good amount of time on Chinese. Um, and that's because I didn't have to work. And I found that if I don't have to work, I can commit more time to studying Chinese. Like specifically sitting down in the morning and just going through. Actually, sorry, not even sitting down. I on my I, I go for a morning walk and it's about 30 minutes long, 40 minutes long. And the way that I pace that walk, I try to get out there a lot earlier than I used to. I get out there probably 10 to 7, 7 o'clock. The reason why is because there's fewer people around and that way I don't have to look where I'm going as much. And that way I can be on my phone uh, going through my apps. I'm using Memrise to do uh, a lot of character recognition. So that's spaced repetition. Uh, practice that uh, a lot of people talk about so that's what I'm doing when I'm walking that's 20 minutes and with the HSK 5 characters that I've been focusing on all I want to do I want to get through them as quick as possible but with this memorize app it slows you down in that you repeat so many of them that it almost becomes second nature or very natural to respond like what's what are these characters how do you translate this um, what what are how does this sound or what did you just hear sort of thing which characters did you hear being spoken so it's good in that regard that uh, i'm able to just bang through these characters and keep on repeating them keep on going through them i'm doing i'm doing the same thing for russian as well a lot of russian verbs i'm going through uh just to practice those uh the uh uh, just expanding my vocabulary in Russian, basically. But I, I, I reserve that for Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. Whereas Chinese, I think I got to make it an everyday thing now if I want to get through these characters as soon as possible, uh, given that I want to have this test done and over with uh, by early 2022. I guess I'm just going to have to make it something that I sit down and do every day 20 minutes, 25 minutes, go through my characters. And that's it. Like, just keep on repeating, looking at them, going through the different apps. The other thing I did this morning, I wrote out some of my class notes, uh, which is, again, I do this for writing practice to make writing the simple Chinese characters easy. And I don't mean like uh, simplified Chinese. I mean that when you when a, 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 an easy word is spoken like xianzai right now i want to be able to write that down without even thinking what goes into the characters i want to be able to do that um one of the more complicated ones that i can think is that that is commonly spoken shui jiao to, to go sleep to sleep shui jiao but shui jiao requires a bit more like you look at it and go ah it looks like a complicated character until you break it down and you're like, wait a minute, it's not that complicated. It does require a, a knowledge of how the stroke order goes to make sure that you get all of them in the in the right place. 
but you can work up to that. Um, I don't know. It's at this point I sort of wonder how accurate I'll ever be with Chinese writing. Like, will I ever actually be able to reach native or natural proficiency in the language as I do with English? Could I even do this with Russian? So, I don't know. I'm starting out right now. I mean, spending six years on Chinese so far, what, a year on Russian or you know, a couple months officially on Russian in terms of having a teacher. Uh, but uh, in terms of working on Russian, I mean, I've been doing that on and off for the last few years already. So how much proficiency can I expect? Can I reasonably expect over the next little while up until I write the uh, HSK-5 test? So that's kind of been keeping me busy every morning i'm just gonna start doing my characters gonna write out my class notes uh write out basic sentences uh and then also i've been reading a little bit more which i i am finding a lot easier now than i did before so this is good because i've been told the hsk5 test is very much a speed reading test so it's like because they just give you a paragraph of text you got to read through it then you got to read through the questions read through all your options and then if you don't know the answer, then you basically just move on to the next question already. That, that's kind of how it was explained to me. That was my interpretation of what they were saying anyway. Um, but yeah, a lot. it's going to be a lot of text, a lot of reading. Um, and I know that the spoken Chinese is a lot faster than uh, it is in HSK4 and definitely faster than HSK3. That being the case, I did start out at HSK2 four years ago and uh, three years ago, four years ago. And now I have the HSK-5 books going through those vocabs, and I've been looking at the HSK-6 books, wondering just how much do I already know. Anyway, so that's what I've been uh, focusing on. The other thing that uh, has been keeping me busy is I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's such a funny show. Great stuff. Uh, it's sad to see that it is the last uh, season for that show, and I think it's going to end, what, middle of September? And then, uh, luckily, Family Guy starts up after that, which is good. So, <laughs> yeah, those are my my two good shows I, I highly recommend people uh, uh, take a look at. But, yes, yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine watching that. Um, too bad they're not going to keep on going. I Although you kind of wonder just how much it could keep on going, given a lot of the uh, um, modern or the contemporary references they make. Uh, like this one deals a lot with the, the coronavirus and then... Uh, um, with the racial tensions in the United States as well. So, But, yeah, good show, good stuff on that one. Anyway, I hope you guys are well. I guess it's only Tuesday, so we got lots left in the work week, but I guess uh, the parents are sending their kids off to school, so they might be a little bit happier. Who knows? Uh, but, uh, yeah, and uh, I guess back to life as usual. <laughs> as much as usual, as much as normal as it can be, uh, given the... Uh, the constant reminder that the coronavirus is still out there somewhere. Anyway, hope you guys are well. Have a good one. This one went on a little bit longer than I thought, but I hope you guys got something out of it. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll talk again. Bye-bye. Yay, we made it to September. September 1st, 2021. It's Wednesday already. And, uh, yeah, I guess it's sort of... You know, something that happens every year as September comes around. Hard to believe that eight months has already gone by. New school year. I see all the pictures of the kids 
uh, going to school on Facebook posts and stuff like that. Oh, it's so-and-so's first day of grade, whatever it is. Yep. Remember what it was like to be a kid? I, yeah, that's a while ago. Not gonna lie. September is my month where I sort of uh, commemorate another spin around the sun. And uh, <laughs> I, my, my big, uh, I guess my big accomplishment this year has been the slow development and the slow appearance of a better shape around the midsection. Uh, and not like uh, rounded, but more a little bit more carved, I guess you could say. Now, carved in the very general, generous sense of carved. Uh, but yeah, sort of looking at it, not going to lie, the... Um, the Tofifi specials that they've had at the uh, international supermarket down the street didn't help with that at all, but uh, I'm playing the long game here. I'm not going to crash diet to uh, drop a bunch of weight or a bunch of fat. No, I'm, I'm going to do this over time on my own time and just do my best to be consistent uh, over however long it takes. I want to see how long it takes. I want to see how long... It would take, you know, eating, quote unquote, normally. Uh, so that's, you know, having a few beers every now and then, uh, every now and then, having burgers or pizzas every now and then. Not all the time. Like certainly not what I was doing before where I was going to the pub two or three times a week and having dinner there. And that's because mainly I never really cooked at home. Um, a large part of that was because I was also traveling a lot for work. But now that I'm more situated in Beijing itself... I'm able to plan my food a little bit better and uh, the timing of my my meals as well. Uh, that and my workouts are a little bit more consistent in that three times a week I, I hit the weights. I don't hit the weights, but I, I hit the workouts pretty hard. Monday was a bit of a, uh, a slowdown. I, I mentioned I was doing a deload. Uh, today, I actually kind of increased my Wednesday workout, but only... In that I added a few more lighter things on the uh, peripheral, so I added some double unders uh, at the beginning, and then I added some light kettlebell work at the end of the workout as well, just to change it up, and so I didn't feel as if I needed to really hit the main workout as hard. So it was a bit more, is more gentle overall, but it was longer in duration in terms of contact with uh, actual like uh, weights and exertion, I guess you would say. So yeah, that's uh, my big thing this year is uh, trying to slim down just a little bit more. We'll see. The weight keeps increasing, but that makes sense given that I'm doing more weight. Like I, I'm lifting heavier weights uh, overall, but I'm not focusing on gaining mass. I am looking more to uh, drop fat. Uh, the news in Beijing, other than the virus uh, and the variants and the vaccines, oh, uh, a couple weeks ago, I think there was news out saying that it was going to be mandatory for people to get vaccines, and if they didn't have the vaccine, uh, I, I think I mentioned this, where people, uh, some cities and some places were going to have a dual check <clears throat> in place, so that you're going to have to have your, your health code app, which basically meant that you were you hadn't been anywhere risky, and then number two, you had to show your vaccination record. Well, that's been walked back or has it been clarified? I'm not sure. But recent news out is that this was never the case. Uh, it was never it, it was never that anyone would be restricted. It would be that they would be 
highly encouraged, heavily encouraged. Now, I don't know by what means, but yeah, it was basically, it, you're not going to be banned from anywhere, but uh, although people, like, uh, places will reserve the right to, you know, refuse surface as as normal for any business, um, uh, but uh, yeah, overall, the cities aren't going to turn away people if they're not vaccined, uh, vaccinated, so it, it seems like that was sort of Maybe, I'm not sure if it was a mistake, like a, a misconception of what was going on, or they actually walked it back. I'm not sure entirely, but that was uh, that was in the news recently. The other big news, now that it's September, and I see this happening a little bit more now, is that Universal Studios, uh, you, you recall that a month, two months ago, I met one of the guys, one of the engineers who was working at Universal Studios. I think he's flown back to the States already, uh, but... Uh, I guess the park is supposed to open up sometime soon. Uh, I guess uh, September, end of September, I think it's supposed to be. I don't know. I don't go to these places very much. Uh, we went to Disney World when we were kids once. That's all I remember. Uh, I know my cousins have been more than I have, uh, but I don't like. I don't normally go to theme parks or uh, these these sorts of areas. I went to one in South Korea. Uh, other than that, I mean, the last time I was in Winnipeg, I think I went to the Red River X. Uh, but, I mean, it's not an annual thing for me. I, I don't feel the need to go to any of these things at all. Um, so the fact that Universal is opening up a, um, some sort of theme park here, amusement park, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I can only imagine how expensive it's going to be because Disney is horribly expensive in uh, in Shanghai. So, uh, yeah, not, not, not a rush. Not just yet. Not uh, not a rush to spend a small fortune or a vacation's worth of money on a day out uh, in, in Beijing. Um, another news uh, this morning. I had the morning off. Uh, so I was able to hit the Chinese books quite a bit today. Again, which was good. Again, reviewed quite a bit of my vocabulary for HSK5. This is great. And I found that if I spend the time reviewing my higher level vocabulary, then... After, if I sit down to read something, it's a whole lot easier. This might make sense, but keep in mind the way that the Chinese studies are uh, organized is that it's not necessarily that the HSK-5, like the, the higher levels, are the same characters as the lower levels. But some of the words in the higher levels use the same characters from the lower levels. All that means is that uh, going as you move up, you're going to learn a, a, a set of characters that alone have a certain meaning, and then when you combine it with another character or another two or three characters, again, the meaning changes. Usually in that circumstance, you can guess what the meaning is going to be or at least be able to read a lot of the names of countries, to tell you the truth, uh, but... It doesn't always mean that you're going to know the word meaning, even though you might be able to read each individual character. Likewise, as you go up uh, in the uh, higher levels of Chinese, there are new characters that you've never seen before, but they might be made up of some of the radicals from characters that you've seen before. You might be able to make an educated guess, 
but oftentimes you have no idea how to pronounce it. So anyway, uh, with that, so I review my uh, higher level uh, vocabulary in the morning, and then I was able to sit down and read. Years ago, I bought a couple of comic books because I thought this is, you know, it's been standard suggestion that if you're learning a language, you know, read kids' books, uh, start easy, start small. The problem with this is that it's not practical for an adult to do this. And it actually kind of looks strange when you see an adult reading uh, comic books. Um, now, granted, if you're seeing an adult reading a comic book that seems like he, he doesn't actually, he wasn't born with that language ability, that makes more sense. But even still, would you be brave enough to take a comic book to the cafe and read it? I don't know. Manga is like the socially acceptable type of comic book that you could read. But if you're maybe some of like the DC comics, like all those adult theme, a bit more mature content, I should say. Um, but like if you're taking like My Little Pony or like Detective Dog or whatever in another language, people are going to look at you and go, what are you doing? Why? I mean... Is that how you're reading? Is that how you're learning this book or this language? I do actually have the police dog comic book. I bought that on a whim because I was like, let's just see how easy it is. Uh, and it was decently easy. The one I was reading today was uh, uh, Kwai Bu. You, you would recognize his face if you saw him. I'm not sure if you know the name, though. So this is Kwai Bu, Kwai, uh, his name Kwai Bao in, in Chinese. I think he's a Japanese character, or based on Japanese character, but he does have a lineup uh, of books here in uh, comic books here in in China that you can uh, follow along with. And this one, I mean, I bought years ago again just because I was like, well, let's see how hard can it be. And finally, now years later, I can actually sit down, read it, and understand what all the pictures mean because I'm actually reading what they're talking about as well. Um, so I'm not acquiring as many new characters. But it's good to know that, I mean, I'm able to at least read through a lot of it on my own without a dictionary. And this, I, this, I mean, since it's made for kids, I'm guessing it's like, I, I want to say grade 7, grade 6. I'm not sure how old that is. 12, 13, 10, somewhere around there. It has to be older than primary school because primary school students still learn pinyin for quite a while. And then it's not up in, uh, I think it's in middle school that they actually start using characters, uh, like actually studying the Chinese characters. Uh, but yeah, that, so I don't know. I mean, if you're ever learning a, a second language, it's, I've always been the proponent, uh, proponent of get through the easy stuff as fast as you can. So you're able to actually function and make use of the language that you've learned rather than always being a student of the language. So you're not always just studying the grammar tables or the declensions or the characters, but that you're actually able to apply what you learn, even if it means reading the notice on the door. Like it's sort of a practical usage scenario type like, uh, like that. September, I might be working on the weekends, uh, only because uh, it doesn't seem to be too much work during the week often which kind of puts me in a situation where I might not have time to record any podcasts. I never got around to one in August, but that was because I wasn't able to set things up um, sort of quick enough. Um, so I do have a couple of people who are interested in being on, so I'm uh, looking forward to talking to them. Uh, one of them is going to be a, 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 a split it has to be done late or in the afternoon in Beijing because one of them is in Beijing, but the other one is in the UK. 
uh, which I think is a six hour, eight hour time difference from uh, Beijing right now. It has to be eight hours because Ukraine is five at the, uh, right now. Um, otherwise, I've been uh, playing around with the website, kind of figuring out what what sort of better design I could come up with. I, it's got to be simplified and it's got to be easy to navigate. I know if you guys have been to my web, website, stephensarski.com, I know it's hideous. I've been trying, I have been neglecting it for years. It's been a depository basically just for my, my writings and like whatever ideas I come up with and all the things I'm just sort of trying out. But I have never actually put any effort into making it a, like a functional, usable, easy to navigate type of website. So, Hopefully this year I'll be able to change a little bit that a little bit of that as well, uh, and then future proof it so it, it's easy to use for years to come, and I, I don't have to do this again. Uh, anyway, I hope you guys are doing well. I know it's Wednesday, the kids are back to school, so maybe it's peace and quiet. Not sure, uh, but that uh, your uh, new school year is off to a good start already. At least there weren't too many tears, right? All right, guys, have a good one. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Bye bye. All right, it's Thursday, September 2nd, 2021 already. Uh, oh, for the stroll on the downtown Beijing, I guess, Guomao area. I uh, hit up uh, Jing A for their seltzer, uh, which actually wasn't as strong as I thought it would be. It said it was 6%, nowhere near 6% uh, alcohol content, but that's okay. I mean, don't need that much. Uh, other than that, um, yeah, met uh, another one of the Universal Studios employees who's uh, l- hanging on basically. I guess he departs uh, basically end of the s- end of September. Sorry, and they're so they're in the uh, transition period of uh, you know the the the, f- the foreigners. I hate to say it, it's the foreigners, and then handing it over to the Chinese businesses that are going to take over and uh, maintain the. Uh, the park until like for, for whatever else but yeah so the um universal studios a lot of their people are leaving now at least the uh the, the production crew the setup crew they're all leaving uh but and now they're handing over to you know the, the ones who are going to stay here and maintain the park as it goes on i was looking at the prices uh yeah i don't think well it's expensive, but it's not out of line with what Universal Studios charges in other areas. Basically, um, like in Los Angeles, like Los Angeles is the one of the more expensive Universal Studios parks, theme parks out there. Whereas here in Beijing, uh, it's about 500 kwai, which is about $70 US, $60 US. I can't remember the ex- exact uh, exchange rate. Uh, to Canadian dollars, it's divided by five, so 500 would be 500 RMB would be $100 Canadian, which I guess is about $70 American thereabouts. Uh, but that being the case, like they have different pricing uh, levels, of course, like due to uh, peak demand and like uh, national days or holidays or weekdays uh, and things like that. So it's not something that you just up and go. Two, it's something that you sort of plan like okay I'm gonna go to this in this month at that time and you're gonna save up to to go for a whole day basically um, I've never been to a Universal Studios theme park before I don't really have a desire to I don't I, I, as I said yesterday it's not something that I really grew up sort of 
idolizing it all or it's uh i mean really even thinking about it too much but i do understand how it can be i guess it's the harry potter theme park and things like that where it draws people in uh and i appreciate that you know it's kind of neat to sort of see the embodiment of these stories that you've read or you've uh, watched over time so it, it is kind of neat to 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 see that I guess I'm I'm assuming that I at some point will go uh, to Universal Studios boat but given the choice I'm not gonna lie given the choice between going to Universal Studios or taking a trip somewhere in China I'm gonna choose the trip in China so that especially goes for now with uh, going into my annual vacation like I'm looking at going to uh, Chengdu or uh, Chongqing, places like that. I'd rather go to those cities, rather go to those places, uh, do the sort of more the cultural thing in that regard, rather than spend uh, a vacation's worth on a day at uh, Universal Studios. And that's, I mean, maybe there's probably richer foreigners out there who would do the Universal Studios and then the vacation, but for me, no, it's gonna be, it's gonna be travel before it's gonna be a theme park. Uh, most times of, uh, if I have to, if I have to make the choice. <sighs> Did not get much language study done today, and that was mainly because I had some cleaners come over to the apartment, and, well, I ordered them off of Taobao, which, I, you guys don't have this. Like, it's like if you were to order a cleaner off of Amazon or a cleaner off of like eBay, I, what do you expect that they're going to deliver? I mean, you kind of expect a certain amount of service, but at the same time, you're kind of like, if a guy shows up and he doesn't really know what he's doing, you kind of sort of forgive him for not knowing because you're like, well, I, I, bought, him, I bought this service online without really... I mean, the pictures are one thing, which I don't know. Most pictures you see online are probably lies anyway. There's some sort of, um, what do you call it? Not a, not a crevice, uh, like a, a, an addendum or a footnote somewhere along the way where they say, you know, product and service are not as shown or something like that. So we've kind of gotten used to that abuse of um, display advertising that happens online. That made the case. So I'm, I wasn't expecting much. I was kind of hoping that it would be uh, a thorough sort of a cleaning job that I needed done. Uh, but uh, yeah, looking at the guy sort of operating the equipment and the equipment he showed up with, that's kind of like, well, you know what? At least I employed a young man. Boy, that sounds strange, doesn't it? <laughs> I gave it. I, there was a job for a person for one hour today, which is enough. I mean. Uh, you know, I helped the guy out. <laughs> but, yeah, whether or not it was actually a, a good uh, job that was done, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, what you hear behind me, actually, uh, this this uh, corner that I'm on in uh, Dong San Juan Zhonglu. So this guy is right now calling out to other people who would be going through Guomao area, which is where I am. And they will be taking like a mini bus or like a minivan out to the suburbs. So it's basically if you wanted a shared taxi or a shared ride, if you don't want to pay like a bus ticket, which I'm not even sure how much a bus ticket would cost from Guam, it can't be that much. 
but uh, if you want to uh, sort of share a ride or share a minibus with someone uh, with a bunch of other people and if you were okay with waiting until the bus was full then you could pay a probably a really cheap ticket to get back what's this we have a busker outside of Cool Mount Station. Well, he's playing, uh, I'm sure the guitarists know the song. I don't know. It sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. That doesn't happen very often in China. In Beijing, they've uh, sort of uh, stopped that from happening in a lot of different places. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that was pretty neat, sort of talking to the Universal Studios guy. Um, and then, <laughs> really not sort of a, really seeing, yeah, I'm not going to be going to Universal Studios anytime soon. Uh, the uh, apartment cleaning went sort of as much as you can expect it to go. Other than that, I was, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that basically took up my whole day, I was just trying to get those little things together and then uh, doing a little bit of Chinese and Russian along the way. Not, not an overly productive day, but it's okay. I got tomorrow, uh, which is going to be uh, probably. Hopefully, it's going to be another productive day. I don't know either. Uh, who knows what's going to pop up? Uh, but uh, yeah, nothing majorly planned, which is great. I'm sorry, I'm navigating a, a street with cars and bikes and people flying all over the place. They're not flying literally, but uh, yeah, they're they're all over the place. Got a head on a swivel. That's how I sort of approach it. You have to have your head on a swivel in order to. Uh, uh, survive on the uh, mean streets of Beijing. Anyway, hope you guys are well. Yeah, take care. This is going to be a short one because uh, I'm walking along and I don't want to get hit by any... Oh, hello. Uh, I don't want to get hit too hard today. Uh, anyway, yes, all right. So we'll talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye. All right, uh, Friday, September 3rd, 2021, end of the week. Although I work tomorrow, so... I guess my work week begins. Uh, this has been happening. There's been a bunch of, uh, a bit of a slowdown in work. So uh, I signed up to, um, uh, you know, to be able to be free on Saturdays to, to work. So now I guess we're doing half days sometimes. Uh, apparently towards the end of the month, uh, the it might pick up a little bit, but uh, who knows. And this is in, re, uh, I guess, in response to, uh, some of the closures that happened in August, like a lot of universities uh, shut their gates like to, to outside people. Uh, I didn't know, actually, that before, uh, that if you weren't on the university, like if you weren't a student, you couldn't come into the campus. Uh, and I guess that was like part, part of the pandemic measures. Uh, whereas before, I guess you could, like um, back when I was teaching, anyone could walk onto campus. It didn't really... Uh, it didn't really matter too much, but now it's like they're checking a lot more, and they all have these um, those turnstiles, so uh, you have to uh, get your your face scanned and everything, which is kind of silly because like um, we aren't listed in any university register, so they kind of don't know who we are anyway. And then trying to explain it to the guards, like, they never really understand. Um, and even if you show them a badge or anything, they're just like, "What's that?" <laughs> so yeah, sometimes it can be a little dicey. Uh, anyway, my adventure for the day, uh, I knew this, I, I guess, I did get the messages yesterday, I was able to actually, uh, this is one slight success 
in my development uh, or my progress in the Chinese language is that I guess every year we um, our insurance company offers like a free medical checkup. And I've never gone to one. I think I went to the first one. Like when you first arrive into China, you have to get uh, checked out. They take you in and they do a bunch of tests. Now, this one was similar to that, but it was a bit more thorough because it was done by an actual hospital, not a bunch of doctors who agreed to be free on that day sort of thing, which is an odd thing to say, but it's um, the amount of, uh, I guess, I, maybe China we did go to a hospital. I can't remember. That was so many years ago. It's almost seven years ago. Uh, but anyway, the so I went for this checkup today. Um, and the reason I say it was a slight bit of success, a success is because although they do have an app that you can use to sign up, it didn't take passport numbers, or foreign passports. You had to have a Shenzhen, which Shenzhen, uh, which is uh, your Chinese mainland ID card. So. The alternative is to call them. Now, uh, in a bit of authentic Chinese experience, they don't speak English. Uh, now, to clarify, they don't speak English the same way that I don't speak Chinese. So there was a bit of an agreement in that we'll say some words in Chinese, I'll say some words in English, and we'll get along sort of thing, or vice versa. They'll speak some English and I'll speak some Chinese to clarify. Uh, uh, so... But over the phone, I was able to book this appointment, so that was success number one. And then I showed up today, and I, oh, for, for this checkup, it's one of those things where you have to fast for, like, the night. You can't, you have to stop eating at a certain time, and then in the morning, you're not supposed to eat. And the way that the text message was worded, I wasn't sure if I wasn't allowed to eat or drink water, or if it was, you can't eat and you cannot drink water. And, of course, I asked a Chinese friend, and she's like, well... Uh, she just raised so cannot drink, cannot eat and drink water. Like, well, what does the and mean? Is it and nor or and not? Or and it's okay to drink water. So getting the interpretation across was a little bit, uh, uh, yeah, sometimes that happens. But, you know, I did have one glass of water because I was very thirsty. Um, and yeah, I was kind of out, uh, I was at Jing'e, as I mentioned yesterday, uh, and I don't think I had my last beer until about 10 o'clock, and then I walked home, so um, yeah, I'm not sure. I did finish eating by 8 o'clock, so that much I did, but I didn't have breakfast, didn't drink anything this morning, uh, except for that one glass of water. Get there, and you know, honestly, I don't remember what these checkups are like in Canada. I'm not sure if I ever actually went to a checkup. Uh, I, I think in Canada... You would make an appointment with your doctor, and then when you showed up, he would just do the regular sort of, t like your blood blood pressure, um, what's the other one? They'd, they'd check your tonsils, you know, uh, they would, he wouldn't give you an ultrasound unless you needed to, or any sort of like, um, not the, the radiation one, uh, like a, an x-ray, you don't need any of that. For that, I remember, like in, in Canada, if you go to your, if you go to your doctor, then you'd get referred to a hospital to go do it. So it'd be two trips, right? And usually they were in separate areas. Uh, but here it was like there was a whole bunch of people doing this as part of this uh, insurance company's, uh, um, I guess, annual checkup, and they had it all lined up in ten different stages. And it was very, they were very nice about it, very efficient. Uh, and very good humored about it as well. I was the only 
foreigner there that I could tell, at least white-skinned foreigner uh, with a Chinese uh, passport, uh, uh, sorry, with a Canadian passport and like no Chinese identification. There were some Malaysian passports, so I can't say I was the only foreigner. But that being the case, it was uh, very efficient. Uh, the one that took the longest was the ultrasound and then the x-ray. I guess just because the setup time, like the turnaround, is uh, you can't speed through those too quickly. But everything else, I mean, they had little stations. It was a bit of a runaround. Like you didn't, you didn't just go from one to the next to the next, like in, in sequential order. It was sort of like, what was the quickest? How could they get through? Uh, where were people getting backlogged and some sort of like that? And they'd take people from this area and they'd put them to another area. Uh, but overall, oh, they, t they took like five or six vials of blood. Oh, that was gross. They did it first, thankfully. Um, and this is where the nurse, she looks at my mask. I have one of these um, PM 2.5 masks with the... Uh, uh, the plastic bit outside, and it's triple layered, right? So there's inner cloth, outer cloth, um, sorry, yeah, it's triple layered, quadruple layered, because if I put the PM 2.5 filter inside of the mask, then that makes four layers. So there's the, like, the inner layer that creates that envelope, then the mask itself, which consists of two layers, and then you put that PM 2.5 uh, slip inside of there, and that you know, it's four layers, but you, no, you need to have a surgical mask. It has a hole in it. I'm like, it doesn't have a hole in it. <laughs> it does not have a hole in it, and it catches more stuff than your blue mask. Like, it's those blue surgical masks that they all wear. It's like, well, you, know, you must have the standard issue uh, surgical mask, or else you'll spread the virus. So I put on both. I mean, whatever. I, I, I remember arguing about the first time I had this issue, and since then I've just been like, you know what? Just go with it. <laughs> Just go with it. It's not going to... Whatever. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's so this uh, lady, she took five or six vials of blood. I'm not sure exactly what they were testing for. Um, and it, it sort of... The thought did cross my mind, you know, this whole thing about vaccinations and China creating a DNA repository and everything. I'm just going... You know, there's so many easier ways that they could do this. I mean, we don't get to see where any or all of our blood goes. I mean, what's to say that, you know, a little bit gets siphoned off or the it gets sequenced or whatever and stored digitally and passed off? I mean, they don't need a vaccine to do this. They don't need a, a pandemic to do this. This is just, they could do it as part of any foreigner that they want to, uh, whoever comes over here sort of thing. And same with like any other country in the world. Just go, go for your checkup, get some blood work done. No problem. And they'll just take it from the blood work, from the blood lab, right? I mean, wouldn't that be the easiest option instead of, like, creating some sort of uh, cover story such as a virus? So, yeah, that, that thought did go through my mind when I was getting these six vials of blood. I'm not going to lie. I don't like having blood drawn. It's probably one of the worst things. I break out in sweat, uh, and I do feel as if I might faint. So I've always been very wary of donating blood because I'm not sure if I would last, to tell you the truth. I just think it's a gross thing. I don't like the idea of a metal object going into your arm. It's, it's fucking gross. Um, but, and I don't know how these nurses do it so well. It's a good thing I have, you know, veins that sort of stick out. Um, but uh, just the professionalism and the ability that they're able to do it with such uh, sort of uh, an air of like, it doesn't matter. It's just a piece. It's just a, a pin going into your arm. Yeah, gross. Anyway, so yeah, they drew the blood whole bunch of other tests, and at the end, they're like, oh yeah, don't forget to pick up your breakfast. I'm like, well, you, we get breakfast too, and it didn't suck. It was actually kind of uh, impressed. Uh, like banana, we got a, 
uh, a carton of milk, uh, an egg. Well, you got some protein, some uh, potassium going there, and carbohydrates, and they give you some, I don't know, some weird Chinese radish. Uh, and then two buns and some corn. It's like, okay, that's actually not so bad. <laughs> so uh, I had that, uh, and then I head over to um, Starbucks after to get a coffee because I hadn't, I didn't have coffee that day uh, in the morning until, because well, I was out the door, basically. Uh, all that being said, I didn't focus too much on on anything else today. Uh, Chinese or, Lion, uh, or Russian was able to do very minimal amount in the morning, in my morning walk before I head out the door, uh, or sorry, before I went out to at the doctor's appointment, but yeah, overall, still still productive, uh, not upset with this, uh, and yeah, I guess we'll wait for the results, I'm not sure how long it's going to take, I don't know, do you guys go to these uh, do, uh, checkups very often, I, don't know. I know like women are supposed to do it, men are supposed to do it, but like men almost never do it, um, but women are encouraged to be a little bit more religious or uh, strict. Uh, to their their schedule of uh, like every year going to get tested and things like that. Uh, so yeah, well I guess we'll see. Um, it was a decent test, and I, I'm not sure. I have nothing in really to uh, compare it to, so uh, it's hard to say what would really happen. Other than that, uh, let's see. Right now, tomorrow's going to be busy again because uh, uh, with the half day of work, I'm going to have to try to squeeze in a lot of things in the uh, the morning so we'll see how that kind of goes i'm glad i got the uh the doctor's appointment done today though yeah. all right so uh that's about it hope you guys are having a good week it's friday uh that's awesome so we've made it although you guys are getting off of work and i'm about to start work ha 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 oh woe is me i guess uh but yeah have a good one we'll talk again bye bye